What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to another Those Guys You Hate mini sesh. Tyler Menendez, my beloved brother, welcome to the show. Hello. Take three, baby. Take three. This it, one's going to be perfect. We got really uh, sidetracked on our last attempt at we this, did. and about 30 minutes into our history, we said, let's give this a shot again. <laughs> this mini sesh, which is where we just tell a story from our, our history, and uh, we kick it around. Sometimes it has societal impact. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And- I'm going to give a disclaimer real quick on this story because this is going to be another cheating story. Mm -hmm. And when I tell these stories, the last thing that I want is for it to come off as like, oh, Ryan was a womanizer and look how cool it is. This is actually, I was a very lost young man and this was a huge addiction of mine and it was a huge insecurity and it was a shield, not a weapon the way that I've talked about in the past. Any thoughts on that before we get into the actual story? Well, my thought process is, and it's the truth, which is- uh, pain uh, multiplied by time equals comedy. I think that we are looking at who you used to be. You, sure. are, you are not that person anymore. And I think, uh, you know, the, what do they call that? The statute of limitations has passed. And I think it's okay to laugh at. And you are the butt of the joke, not the other person. I agree. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm so uptight about this is because there have been so many times in my life where I was telling these exact same stories as a badge of honor. Yeah. Everybody knows that friend who's showing you, you know, the boobs of some girl who sent him a picture. In Not his cool, guys. Not cool. Not cool. And I don't want to go on a diatribe here, but you're ruining it for the rest of us guys. You're putting them on the internet. You're being a rat bastard with people's feelings and boobies, and you're ruining it for us. Hold on. Those are special memories that are just for you. For sure. And to the people I've sent pictures of me to, go ahead and share those around. Oh, like, oh like a business card. <laughs> like a business card pointing right in your face. Share them with your friends. Show them to everyone. Got to catch them all. <laughs> so this story is, uh, and again, stop me if I've told this before. I don't think that I have. The time that I was caught cheating mm -hmm. at a fantasy football draft. No, no, I know this story. I, I believe was, you were in in the house, I was as the kids say. There for the sure. story, although I was so focused on the beer and food, it was all happening, the turmoil behind the scenes. Now, that is the real enjoyment of the story. And what I mean by that is, by the time that I get to the end of the story, you will see that this unfolds not unlike a sitcom. Have you ever seen a sitcom where uh, somebody gets booked on two dates? And they both go to the same restaurant. So mm. they bring another sport coat and they're hiding their face behind the menu and they have to be on both dates at the same time. It just this, seems exhausting. It is not <laughs> as fun as Ray Romano put it out there to be, that Tyler. It sounds I do not love Ray. Just, that was a lie. Just exhausting. Wow. That's the name of the show is Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I don't. I don't love Raymond. Really, actually. It was, it was a lie what he was projecting on that. TV show. On that sitcom, yes. <laughs> great sitcom, by the way. It was very good. Really enjoyed it. was very good. So here's what happened. I, at this time, and just to give my little, you know, societal brush here, at this time I was a monumental cheater. And I don't say that with pride. I say that with, I was, I would say, well, I don't want to say more insecure than most, but I had really channeled this skill of not thinking about my problems through womanizing. Is that a, an okay way to, to put it there? Definitely. The way that I feel that Navy SEALs train in their adrenaline to be able to use it, to be able to focus it. Hold to be a able boat to, over your head for three days. To be able to, to but I'm saying that spike in adrenaline sure. That, sure. that most people would melt under. These guys not only control it, but use it to their advantage. Sure. I feel like you did that with insecurity in pursuing these women. Um, For sure. And I think here's another nice little societal touch. 
I think that there are so many youths out there or just actual people. I don't think it's youths that are addicted to bad relationships. When I look oh, yeah. at my history, the chemicals that are stirred up from somebody chasing you down, from somebody keeping a list of license plates of women you've been with in their phone, mm -hmm. the tumultuousness, the Melrose placiness of, you know, the reality TV shows. If you and I are coexisting peacefully in some part of my mind, alarm bells started going mm -hmm. off for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 happens a lot out there right now. I think it's uh, tough to tell for a lot of people because those chaotic relationships to you is the standard. Yeah, you that these are relationships. Your parents probably showed some of those behaviors. I, I would say to a lot of people, to the people who find themselves in these very chaotic relationships, think back to your childhood. Were you raised in chaos? Was your household chaotic? Because well, if you were, you're far more likely to be attracted to chaos. But you say to me, and you actually have to some degree pulled the, the man, what's the poetic way to say the this? The veil. The scales for my eyes. That's what the I was saying. It's actually true. Okay. The scales for my eyes. All right. And part fish. We can review that. <laughs> Oh, that better be right, Tyler. I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, where you're saying you tell me about our childhood in a way that I did not perceive it. So sure. you say we we were brought up in a chaotic world, and I have to go back and be like, were we? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think about us living a, a very placid life, and you have really made me think about a lot of those things and how my problems are mom and dad's fault and definitely not mine. <laughs> so I'm not going to take responsibility I'm for I'm a 40 year old product of my environment, Tyler. <laughs> and the shelf life is not good. No. So, so the thing is, when you say that, if you're living in chaos, go back and look at your childhood. Was that chaos? It's very hard to recognize sometimes. Absolutely. Because that is our perspective. That is our standard. That is our, our, our normal. Right. So in order to take yourself objectively out of the situation and look and go, Holy shit, that was chaotic, can be very difficult and is made much easier with the help of a therapist. So, so you're telling me that everybody at my elementary school didn't have two moms? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty Are sure. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Mrs. and Mrs. Menendez, that get would, over here. That'd be really, I mean. Hot. <laughs> Sorry. All right, all right. I'm, I'm in the elementary school. I Jeez. can say that. I am, I am the youngin'. Didn't you have a creepy crush on your kindergarten teacher? Uh, Miss Durrett. She was in, she was my, my first grade teacher, Miss Durrett, if you're out there, I love you. <laughs> uh, I think she was like 21 years old or something. Uh, there you go. And I am 99% sure that I was constantly hitting on her. <laughs> and the way my mind works is it was kind of working. In Florida, you know the teachers will do it. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that makes me sad. If I had sad. only been in fourth grade. That makes me sad. So, um, so here's the deal. We have a fantasy football draft. This is back before the Jetsons had fully kicked in. Everybody had to be in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. This is pre-COVID. We didn't have fancy pantsy Zoom like yeah. all you the kids right. today. Exactly. All we had was Skype and nobody knew how to use it. <laughs> and everybody hated it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is it? So, so here is the thing. And the bane of, I'm not a cheater anymore. So I don't know if it still works this way. It probably still does even worse. The bane of a cheater's existence is social media because everybody wants to take a picture of you and post it over here. And now all of a sudden, somebody doesn't have to walk into the bar that you're at to see you and this person you're not supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. All they have to do is go scrolling through their Instagram and all of a sudden, you know, there's a screenshot with a boot in your ass, you know? So here's the situation. What pages are you following? We'll talk about it off air. All right. I, I, I've admitted too much. Okay. So 
I invite a friend over. I have a woman there with me who is not the woman who thinks that I'm dating her. And when you're living that life, you never really cement a relationship with somebody. It's always murky. Yeah, because it has to be chaotic. Sure, That's I never it, said that. that. Sure, I we live in the same house, and I met your parents, <laughs> and we got married one time. But I never promised. I didn't, I didn't say I do. I said, do not, under my breath. I was crossing my fingers Not a real contract. Back. It was what? <laughs> I just got tasered. I just got tasered. (laughs) Well, and it could be very difficult, but I have been in, I've been at parties where you see going back to social media, but in particular technology where now all the, all the texts can read either unread or read Sure, where people know if you're looking at you, turn that function off. Why are you using that? It's just an insult because I know you're not talking to me on purpose. And what I was going to say is I've been at parties where People are like, hey, don't take pictures of me. Don't take pictures of me. It's like, bro, what are you doing? What kind of stress are you putting yourself under where you go out into public and you have to be constantly aware of photos, which are being taken constantly? Those are the chemicals that I'm talking about that people become addicted to. Yuck. Uh, I got to tell you, melding into a peaceful life is scary Mm -hmm. when you're when you're used to those ups, ups, ups and, and the ups are crazy and the downs are are hard to you know, pull yourself out of, uh, it can be, you know, peace can be very terrifying. I still, to some degree deal with that where it's like, this is what we're doing on Saturday night. And it's like, bro, chill. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Bro, to some degree, I would say you and I still, I don't want to use the word struggle, but we still have that within us to a umph degree where. To a what degree? Umph, umph, an umph degree, Ryan. U-M-P-H, is that what you're saying? Umph, see how I'm doing the humping motion, Uh, You're doing that because you're uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. That's why I waggle my. And it's okay. We'll teach here on the air. It's the nth degree, N-T-H, the nth degree. Did that make me sound like a douche? I say nay. Okay. To the umph degree, right? Well, now I'm doing a podcast with a horse. Uh, well, all I'm saying is this is you're addicted to that stress. And a lot of people who are listening to this right now have that going on and they're probably unaware of it. Well, because the stress is their normal from an outside, from a comfortable, calm place. You look at somebody in that position and go, holy shit, they are so anxious right now. To them, that anxiety is their medium, is their normal. They don't know anything else. That is Rembrandt's paint. Because that is how I used to be. I sure. was so enveloped through my anxiety and depression, I didn't know anything else. I No, I get it. So I'm there. I'm living that life. I'm living that life. I'm inviting people over to mom's house that I'm, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah draw the rest of the map in your mind. Sure. So one of my friends puts on Snapchat, just, you know, we got to show, hey, I'm having a good time and you're probably not. So let me show you the party that I'm at. And they put it out there. So the fantasy football draft starts. And so there's about 25 people in the downstairs room of my mom's house. This woman that I'm with receives a phone call from the woman that I'm dating at the time. This is not our first running together, the three of us. Mm -hmm. So she calls me into the other room and I mean, she's white as a ghost, man. Like she could, she cannot believe that this is happening again. And it was, I remember that. I mean, man, it just puts a, 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 just a pit in my stomach remembering that because when you're a cheater every day, like you described every day is like, is this it? Every phone call that, you, out, which is out of the norm. She never calls me at this time. Mm-hmm. Is this it? Mm-hmm. Every time, Hey Ryan, is this it? So I go in and I see her face. This is it. Well, and it's much, and I'm going to the extreme to, to, acknowledge your point, 
It's like uh, serial killers. They speak to you after a certain amount of time. You wake up every day going, this is the day that they come for me. Is today the day? Yep. Is today the day? And that is the thing. I know that peace can be scary. And anybody out there who's listening to my voice right now that sees any little piece of themselves in this, man, as scary as that is, the healing and the peace that can be derived from just putting that sword down, it is hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going back to your point of, Comfort can be scary. Peace can be scary because our those behaviors that we have, those defenses are automatic. Sure. They happen automatically. So it's a thought pattern. When there is exactly, and when there is peace happening around us, and there has been so much chaos in our lives, there is that part of our brain going, something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. Get ready. Something's, and if it's abandonment issues. This person's about to leave me. Sure. I, no matter how happy we are, no matter there being no problems, I'm, no matter how much in love we are, they're about to leave at any moment. Sure, absolutely. And that's the whole thing. What I didn't recognize at all of that time, I thought that I was doing it because I was the man, but really I was so insecure that I would find people that were willing to do this dance of let's keep an eye on Ryan all the time so we never had to worry about you. We were always worried about me. I didn't have to worry about what you were doing. I knew what you were doing. You were chasing me. Mm-hmm. So she calls me into the other room. I go in. Her face is stark white. Now, this woman was, we talked about her on the show before. She was a bigger girl. And I'm hesitant to say that. I don't mean heavy. Strong. She was strong. She was very strong. She she was my size. And she grew up as like the baddest bitch at her high school. Mm -hmm. So she swung on me, bro. She was so upset. She swung on me. Very, she connected in a very small way. Unfortunately, It was at the exact same moment my mom walked into the room. She sensed something was wrong, Ah, as mothers do. Yes, yes. And and how did mother handle this? How did Mama Menendez handle this? Here's the thing. I've heard stories about, you know, moms picking up cars to grab their kids from underneath. I don't know why mom didn't truck stick her, man. I don't know why she didn't Heisman her in the back of the head. I was in danger. No, your life wasn't in danger. Just a, just a little embarrassment. Kick her ass, mom. <laughs> no, so I'm apologizing. I'm So she goes upstairs to now deal with this. They're on the phone. They're talking. I had just been at this other woman's house a couple days before. Mm-hmm. Now she's over at my house. Mm-hmm. Now I go upstairs. It is now my turn for the draft. The only person in the room that knows what's going on is my buddy, Anthony, mm-hmm. because I need a correspondent who's still in the war room. You hey, know what I mean? Hey, Ryan, should I just, uh, should I just go pick for you? Should I just pick for you? You, uh, you look like you're busy. Yes. I, and I'm like, <laughs> who's this? Who's this? Roddy White? Okay, Roddy White. Roddy White. I'll be here. Now, the thing that's funny about it is that everybody downstairs thought because of the bravado that I projected that I was upstairs having sex. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, right. Get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you end up with a lot more bloody noses during sex yeah, than I do. He's into really abusive shit, sure, so don't sure. worry about it. So uh, I'm running upstairs and downstairs. Now, as much craziness is going on downstairs, upstairs, they are on speakerphone, and I am calling the woman on the phone a liar as sure. she is telling me. And it's very transparent. And obvious that I am lying like a, like a sidewalk. Well, it comes from a place of panic. You can't, it, it would be impossible to keep your composure in that situation. You're exactly right. And to the people who would, of course you say she's a liar. And I say that because to the people who find themselves, and I'm hesitant to be absolute, but to the people who find themselves in that situation, I don't think in that moment are capable of looking somebody in the eye and going, you're right, you caught me, I'm wrong. It definitely takes a lot of growth. And I'm glad that you said that because really to kind of transition to the end of the story, I was 
heartbroken. This was the last time that I ever cheated on anybody. Hopefully the last time I ever do cheat on anybody. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was already in the beginning of my spiritual therapy, whatever you want to brand this bullshit that we're always talking Mm -hmm. about journey. This was my final relapse. You know what I mean? I was going to say hurrah, but maybe that's the the wrong term. And I was devastated. The thing is, and again, not the victim. I was a jerk who really hurt a lot of people. I was devastated. It it was the last time that I thought like, this isn't me. I I am somebody who makes people feel good. How did I come to this? It was the first time where you're, you step back with your hands on your hips, looking at a, at an accident and being like, this can't happen anymore. Yeah. You know th- what I mean? this, and this could have been avoided. Absolutely. Why am I purposely doing this? I'm not even enjoying it. Yeah. You know, that, that is the thing. All of these things, my drinking, it's so easy to step back and be like, I'm not enjoying this. This sucks. I don't, I, 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 you know, I end up in a bar situation and I drink, but I'm not enjoying this. So nonetheless, it's easy to preach about. It's very hard to take action, but that was the last time that I ever cheated and, and nothing really crazy happened from it. The woman who was at the house, she and I got back together in the future mm. and it was very bad. There was too much damage done to the How's relationship. How's that relationship going now? Haven't talked to her in, in a year. Mm. I hope she's doing well. Yeah. She's, she's a nice person. Yeah. All, all jokes aside, I hope she's doing well. Yeah, you, you, you cared for her as well. I cared for her. She's another Definitely. person Definitely. on uh, her healing journey. You're dead, bitch, well. for taking my brother, for touching my brother. You're dead. <laughs> you probably can't beat up both of us, can you? I, I, I hope she doesn't listen to this oh, because man. I would be terrified. Mom, we need you. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's the last time I cheated and uh and that's the whole thing you don't do it people you open yourself up to these vulnerabilities and it it all depends or it comes to a head when the pain overrules the need to take the action much like drinking where i don't suffer so much anymore where i have to be drunk back when i used to drink i had to be drunk just take me away from this feeling sure but now because i don't feel that way anymore just as you alluded to when i drink the feeling is so bad i have to think to myself why do I do this? I'm telling you, man, one, <laughs> one, you know, that one or two drink in, and this doesn't matter, but one or two drink in where you're like, ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm now getting the opposite of that. Where Don't I'm feel like, that way anymore. I, I have this like buzz going on and then I start drinking and it's just like, I all, all the way I think changes. I, I sure. think worse of people, think worse of myself. My ego needs more massaging, which ain't easy to do. Well, and it's not just the alcohol. As you said, one or two sips in, in your mentality changes. That's also the way that we have trained ourselves to be. We have allowed ourselves to know once this liquid hits my lips, all bets are off, yeah. baby. I can do yeah. anything I want. Walls come down. Well, we, Not a fun journey, guys. <laughs> give it a shot, literally. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate you guys coming along with us. We are Those Guys You Hate. Anything you want to add in at the end here, buddy? We love you, we and go to those, thoseguysyouhate.com and click on all the buttons. We are Those Guys You Hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. Red circle. But you seem to, uh, I feel like it's more than a hair clip, Tyler. Is that possible? What do you mean? I don't know. It's just expressing yourself in a, in a way that perhaps isn't masculine around the family.
Oh, by by wearing a hair clip, you know that entered my yeah. But I wore it all which vac- is which is perfectly fine. Little steps, you know. I <laughs> towards what I, being yourself? <laughs> uh, no, but it, <clears throat> wow. no, no. It's 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 honestly just something I hadn't considered. Wearing a hair clip doesn't. There's no shame in it for me. I don't think it's a, is it a feminine thing? It's not a, a, how often do you see a man with a hair clip? You don't. That's the whole point. That's the point of a hair clip, baby. Can you tell that I'm wearing a hair clip right now by looking at me? Uh, no, no. Fair. I mean, listen, I'm happy that you're happy with your hair accessories. Just and, a nail observation. Sure. And, 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 con- I, and I just, I, it's just the way that it struck me. What and convenience. Sure. Just convenience. Not having to brush my hair out of my face all the time. It was just a very subtle, simple change in my life. And yet- Really beneficial for I, me. I'm totally with you. And I would say all that I've noticed is how many times you've mentioned it. And which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying it seemed like you were excited about it. How many times have I mentioned it? A handful. When? Uh, since you started the hair clip. You're asking me hmm. for all these specifics. I don't keep a Tyler hair clip journal. Is just what I've noticed. Hmm. And what I would say is putting sandals on is more convenient than shoes. And you don't mention it. I'm saying it is a good thing. You're painting me into a corner where I'm now attacking you. Not in the least. I don't mean for you to, to paint it as Gaylord, if Gaylord. As if you're attacking me. Just the shoes, uh, sandals, was a totally obvious thing. It just was something that was right in front of me the whole time, and I didn't see it. I, I wonder think- what was invented first, the hair clip or the sandal. Interesting. That's not very interesting. Very interesting. We can review. Not I may really. do it while we're on the show. Really? Um, I'm happy about your hair clip, Tyler. I don't know why you always put me in this position where I'm fighting against you. Like like pulling pulling teeth with, with sure. this whole sure. this whole process. It was just it, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. You know what your problem is, is that you can't accept a compliment and you're having a breakthrough right now. Stop fighting it. Oh, that's what it is. You're welcome. What you just did, you could label as a compliment. A breakthrough. A it, compliment. It was it was a complimentary observation. You seem to be excited about it. You called me Gaylord twice. That was for the show. Sure. I, I, for the show. It was for the show. I don't mm-hmm. Do I do that in real life to your face? <laughs> you just did. I go into my closet and I just like put a pillow over my face and yell out Gaylord, Gaylord. No more hair clip talk, I promise. Okay, we'll see. We've emptied the hair clip. Tyler, what I was saying about our other job that's secret that we don't talk about, it's just... You know, when you have, um, if somebody makes a judgment of you or somebody makes an observation of you, perhaps on a hair clip, and you're not defensive about it, you know, in the slightest, you just let it roll off your back. You don't think about it. You know what I mean? Quack, quack. Yes. Like a duck. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. So um, now when somebody says something that strikes the proverbial nerve, it gets under your skin. You think about it. All of a sudden, like somebody is echoing what you already were thinking. So you're already defensive about it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we call triggers sure. where somebody touches that and it sets off the whole me- uh, mechanism. I-, I keep wanting to come back to this damn hair clip, but I'm not going to because I'm mature. Go ahead. Go ahead. But Get, no, let's go. I won't. Let's I go. Bring it, bring, bring, oh, oh, that's why. So whenever I receive without admitting to anything, Whenever I receive an email, whenever I receive a text message, whenever I receive communication of any sort, I believe it is my employers running some form of experiment on me. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. my mind scatters into a million pieces trying to figure out what do they know? It sounds like I'm doing shtick right now, and I am pumping it up a bit for the audience, but it's also very true. I don't believe that. I believe that you are. It's very deep. I believe that you are expressing it to the, to the extent that it may be, maybe not even as much. I'm holding back a bit. (laughs) No, it's just because I feel guilty. No matter what I do with, with the job, because it's a self-starting job, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not doing enough. 
You know what I mean? So I'm always worried that somebody else is going to feel the same way. Well, and I certainly don't mean this as an insult. I, I legitimately mean this. What, uh, I'm about to be insulted, y'all. What you're doing is, a, and I, I'm guilty of it as well, what you're doing is a much lesser version of um, thieves think they're being stolen from, liars think they're being lied sure, to. that's what when I mean. Well, exactly, when yeah. we're being lazy at work, it's like, oh my God, I know I'm going to be caught at any time. Well, if somebody was like, listen, bro, you don't play enough games on the iPad. I'd be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. How dare you, sir? I know. I would be like, hey, please, get a step off. Now, if you tell me you haven't talked to your son in four months, yeah. I'd be like, has he been looking at my cell phone bill? What's Andrew, going on with this guy? You're welcome, sir. I'm doing him a favor. Yeah. It's parenting from a distance. Sure. No, I, I, but you know what I mean? If, if it's something that you actually are worried about, you become very defensive. Of you know? course. Of course. That's it. I don't talk about the hair clip all that time. All that much, right? I haven't said anything. <laughs> it wouldn't be a real pregame if we didn't yell, Tyler. I don't think the show we could start it. I think it's very good for uh, for ladies and gentlemen. Yelling is so good for you. Cathartic. It's a it's a, it's a healthy practice as long as you do it respectfully. Chaotic catharsis. Uh, and I will say that thing that happened with the trip that we were, uh, without talking about the job that we don't have, that we're not allowed to talk sure, about. Sure, sure, that you'll never know about. They audience. gave us a reward of going on a trip when we checked out the- <laughs> <laughs> That was Tyler's voice. That was not a queef. <laughs> that is. This is this is my noise that I make to so, reward. Well, well, just, I mean, we sound like real pretentious dickheads. Oh, yeah. Here, but guys they, you hate. they gave us a reward to go to a very nice place in Colorado, but we found out that it was like, you land one day, you're there the next the, uh, one day and then you leave the next day and the whole time you're there ostensibly or at least too much for our liking, mm -hmm. you're in class. Yeah. They're there the meetings. It's meetings giving you day. a kickoff. They're yeah. there like getting you excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And as nice as that would be, and I would love to go to that part of Colorado, I don't want to go all the way over there just to do that. I am probably ADHD. Like I can't sit in class. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that suffer w through lectures, through classes, through having the social interaction. Really? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> through having, <t> that <laughs> one was gratuitous. You didn't have to put that oh, in there. I, meant us. <laughs> <laughs> I was even going to take it one step further. I'm sorry. Is there going to be a human person teaching this? No, I'm going to send this one out. No, uh, I, but, I mean, but, but excuse me, but Ryan, I got excited. Ryan, Really, and, and this isn't shtick. Ryan really suffers through sure, it. I really, really. I take really it as suffers. a personal insult. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you make me well, sit here and listen to you? <laughs> make me listen with my own ears. Uh, you know what it is? It's just that it. A big part of it is, and this will probably shock you because this is the only part in my life where this plays a part. My ego, Tyler. I don't like it when somebody is selling me. Yeah. I want to be in on the ground floor. Let's you and I get together and let's trick all these other idiots, <laughs> but don't fucking sell me. It's an insult. Oh, that's another thing. You always think you're trying to be tricked. It is <laughs> because I am constantly tricking people. So I know how human minds work now. I know you're not as good as I am at it. I understand that. And what you're seeing is quite opaque. Man, the, the arrogance that's being bandied about Let right now. Let me explain to you what you're trying to do. It's eyebrow singeing. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And we have to get on with the show. It's funny because now I'm dealing with, uh, with Nicole, where I have realized we've been- His girlfriend. My girlfriend from Venezuela. Uh, <laughs> Fortuitous. War-torn country, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Doesn't know how to act. No, but you know what she will tell me? And this is something that I've dealt with way more in my past. And now she and I have been together damn near a year, which is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Um, and what I'm recognizing is we become more comfortable with one another. My main weapon of choice 
is to be condescending. And, and I don't even know that I'm doing it. It's like I just talked to you where your opinion is so laughable mm -hmm. and, and I don't see it in the moment. Sure. And she is very nice about pointing it out. We don't get into really tough back and forth and I'm seeing it. And it is, uh, it, it is something that I would really like to change. If I may uh, interject. Oh, and, and condescending means when the person is to some degree below you, you, you understand? I believe it's talking down to oh, someone. Yo, you almost nailed it. Very good, Tyler. <laughs> that is good. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. I went for the joke. <laughs> a joke is when. I don't know how you get it wrong and yet still turn it around on yeah, me. Well, you fucked it up here, Tyler. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's, I think this is the universe really bringing everything together because I found myself in my journey right now i hold on to a lot of this a lot of the stuff in the ways that you've spoken to me in the past what and I, <laughs> what and i find myself getting into uh, imaginative arguments sure. with you right now and that is i'm in the process of that heal sure i uh, i'm with you and all of this being said and again well we have to take our therapy session onto the real mm -hmm, show mm -hmm. i am like i said i'm becoming more aware in a moment-to-moment -moment basis and, the, and that's way, growth. the way that I communicate with people leaves a lot to be desired very often. And I am in that place of like almost fighting with myself where it's like, you've always done this. Like, what's the problem? And mm -hmm. it's, I, I need to change, but it's very hard because these are habits and I have changed. I have changed. Oh, I, for sure. I, I care very much about what people think, even if it's not, excuse me, about what people feel. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes it's not in the moment, but I will come back and say, hey, I fucked that up. And, and with her in the moment, I've said, you're right. No, actually, that's not true. In the moment, I've said, "Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way." Oh, okay, no, but I've come it doesn't back. get much more passive aggressive than that statement. I'm sorry right there. that you took my <laughs> my comment that way. That's what a fool would do. Yeah, this is I, what I'm talking about. You're such an idiot. I haven't brought it up, so I would like to say here, I'm sorry, Nicole. Well, and the victory <laughs> that's, the, a, that's an apology, right? It's weird that you have to do it with the microphone. Go to YouTube.com/backslash those guys you hate for the full apology. That is the most like, subscribe, but don't comment. That is the most fiendish way to get likes. <laughs> subscriptions I've ever heard <laughs> to all my exes. I have an apology for you. You want sincerity? Go subscribe to our Patreon. You click this link. $5 a month and you will get all the sincerity I could conjure up. It's not much, but you'll get it. Oh man. It's okay. Two fifty a month. And that is the victory. It's not, it's not an absolute of no matter what it is. Do I get angry? Do I, do I close myself off? Do I isolate? It's not, do I do it or do I not do it? It's if I do act this way, how do I handle it afterwards? Sure, sure. And what is what? And I, shit, every episode comes with the same thing. What is the basis of this behavior? Where is the? And I, I always become so insecure on the show. I don't know what people find to be interesting. I don't know what people find to be like. What the fuck are they talking about? Mm -hmm. What is? the disturbance inside of you that makes you conjure up that behavior instead of just communicating with someone, you know? Well, the root cause is Dad. what you're- Dad. <laughs> Dad did this. That's oddly specific and yet applies to so many people. Miguel Menendez, <laughs> we're coming for you. Oh, why don't you just give him the, his social security number next? Five, <laughs> it's actually just five. <laughs> He's old. Let's do the show.